Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, guys, to another edition of 343 Podcast, episode 44. Um, thank you for the support. We're going to start off with a thanks immediately. Um, we welcome back uh, AF, uh, Riaz, and our Liverpool contributor. First appearance this season, coming off the sidelines. Nikita, how's it going? All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back. Good to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, we've missed those rants about Liverpool. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've built it up with VAR and the red card. Maybe it was good. Maybe my Maybe high it was good. Maybe it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at the analytics, I think we might have needed it. You know, it might have added a bit of spice to the views. Um, AF, how's it been for you, sir? It's been a bit of an international break, so it means you don't have to watch your team play. How's that been? Exactly. Exactly. International breaks is normally a sad time, but with United being in the form that they are and playing the way they are and going through this emotional roller coaster of a takeover, like you know, just, just bring bring some sort of normalcy back to the season. Like I just want to watch my team play proper football. I just don't want to be distracted by anything else. So uh, I'm looking forward to this relegation clash over the weekend against Sheffield United. <laughs> Come on, United. <laughs> you, were, you were talking about normalcy, but this has been United for the last few seasons. So, if anything, they're actually very consistent. You, you know, a little bit of up, a little decade. bit of down. What are you on, bro? Decade. Decade. <laughs> okay, we won the trophy last season, though, guys. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Some sort of gradual in- improvement. Yeah, no, for What's sure. What a trophy under Mourinho, right? Like, yeah, and good. then you got rid of him. You you <laughs> can hold on to Eric Ten Hag, eh? Yeah, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, back, just... Back uh... that guy. Yeah. If all, no. the, all your supposed rival clubs also want you to keep Mojo Jojo, so please. Yeah, no, for sure. That's 100% correct. I can second that if there is some yeah. sort of... a. Sign up sheet. I'm I'm there twice. Um, Riaz, the only other North London team supporter here, or we seem to have an easy international break. How, how you been? Are you upset that that break came? Did you want them just to keep playing to keep winning, or what's the thing here? Um, to be honest, I'm scared of international breaks because we only have an 11 players that we can actually play in our team. <laughs> so if one of them gets injured, we in big trouble. Um, and obviously, international breaks uh, make me sad because I'm I'm just watching like Premier League every weekend. It's only mm-hmm. one week, but it's fine. Um, but at least you know you we make fun of AF and all of that. It's funny, haha. But they at least won trophies. Like we have nothing, so that's a bit a bit harsh. Um, but hopefully, you know, it changes at some point. We after the Carabao Cup this season already. I was counting on that. Are one you? Time. Are yeah. you for real? Are you guys yeah, African? Yeah. Who did you guys lose to? Driving this dagger home further. She is like, Are you serious? I was too busy with VAR and like being mad. So it was early, happen? early in the season, we got beaten on penalties by Fulham. Fulham yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Another London club who frankly looked yeah. betting, right? So <laughs> quite, quite bad. I was just thrilled to be honest. But you know, we went on a run after that, so woohoo. Okay. <laughs> Call it a run. The run was yeah. Luis Diaz being on side, but okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah. yeah check it, check it, check it. Like at the end of the day, they they exited the the Carabao Cup because they need to concentrate on the league. So, kudos to that. 
Coming top six in the league. Yeah, that's Rasi. Oh. Rasmus tactics. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like early on, no? Easy like that. <laughs> we're going to pull out of the City game through HIA. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, but, but City is actually one of the teams that you always beat. So actually, don't pull out. <laughs> actually, play them. Oh. Beat them again. Yeah, yeah. For the, yeah, like... Spurs, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Rather so, Arsenal that. can... Please beat them so, so Arsenal can bottle the league in the last 10 games. Appreciate it. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's fine. But at least get your customary win against City. And then yeah. give us I'm just hope. here to fire shots, guys. I don't know if The script is being written as it's going. And, yo, it's just like scene it's, change, scene change. And it's, it's just all, violence. It's all finding games. It's all fun and games until we preview Liverpool versus Everton in the Merseyside derby this weekend. Hi guys. Nah, but, Hi yeah, guys. okay, fair, fair. But but let's not uh, let's not get there yet. Let's ask it. I mean, I've, I've asked you, I've asked you guys every week, right? Because every week it's something wrong with United or there's Spurs help or there's Arsenal this. Nikita, for the start of the season, which started with a draw, picked up on I think it was five good wins, um, mm. and then. The Spurs game, and then I think it was Brighton uh, last mm. last game. What have your mm. feelings been towards Liverpool season thus far? Um, yeah, what what I is mean, the mood like? I mean, it's it's fine, right? I'm not overly optimistic. I don't think we did enough in the transfer window. We signed some good midfielders. I mean, I think we've we've done well. I mean, I think Sobosla is probably one of the the signings of the season. He's settled in exceptionally well as a box to box midfielder. He's definitely got legs. He's got Great passing range. Um, McAllister, unfortunately, is then, you know, being played out of position, you know. Um, yeah. You know, Gravenberch, uh, you know, still young, uh, definitely a talent for the future. But, I mean, other than that, you know, we didn't do enough. We didn't sign a, a world-class CDM. Um, and we didn't sign anyone for the back. So, I mean, for me, a top four finish is probably our, our best kind of aim and, and a cup run. For us, I think it's it's probably securing properly securing that that uh, European football for next year and and I mean I would hope uh, I hope that you know that that Mo Salah would want to play one more season uh, with a proper with properly with proper investment another another couple of transfer windows of investment in the squad to try and win the Champions League one more time with Liverpool. Uh, because we just seem to have some sort of mystic magic with that with that tournament and try and win it. Because I think also what we're seeing now in the Champions League is is this lull in the competition where it's actually really poor. You have this really poor state in in the other leagues, not so much in the Premier League, but in the other league in the quality of the clubs. Um, even in Spain, uh, I mean, you, you're talking about probably Real Madrid and Barcelona's worst probably iterations or cycles. So, you know, English clubs probably have their best kind of two, three, four years of winning, of probably consecutive winnings of the tournament or opportunities to win the tournament than before, right? Um, so for me, that's probably kind of the next year or two, what I would hope. But for me, yeah, it's been a decent start. I'm not overly excited. I don't think we've done overly well. Yeah. Kind of happy. Yeah, you <laughs> kind of not happy. Got your share of, got your share of red cards. Got your share of, fear odd decisions. So I mean, 
mean, what, what can I say? About, I guess. You know, look, if I mean, we've always known the refereeing in this in this league is absolutely atrocious, right? We've absolutely always known that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've been saying that on this podcast forever, right? It's just now come to roost. Um, saddest part for me out of that whole debacle is none of the other fans, none of the other clubs stood behind Liverpool when we tried to call it out, right? So now it's never going to get better. So now when it happens to United next week and the, you know, they've 20 meters, the goal is, you know, you guys are 20 meters onside and the goal is disallowed, you know, suck it. I don't care. Like, I really, I just, I don't care. And for me, it makes me want to watch the football less. It makes me like I am now. Like, I really, like, Liverpool's had an okay season. I can't be as invested in the football. I can't get up and scream because a perfectly legitimate goal that's onside by a meter, a literal meter, gets called offside. I can't be excited by that. I think <laughs> I think what what makes it worse is that audio that was that was released afterwards. Um, just it just sounded like a circus. That entire yeah. that entire process just sounded like it sounded so bad like it, it sounded like everybody in that bar room they were doing things for the very first time and it was a joke yeah, like, I, I, I mean i think it's compounded by a couple of things right it's compounded by the fact that yeah the audio is terrible i mean even if you woke up for the first time and you and you hear that for the first time and you never listened to sport in your life or watch sport in your life you know that's a shambles but then also we have the privilege of watching rugby you know especially now watching rugby week in week out and we hearing on field calls you know very clearly the engagement between var and um and the on field ref and it's very clear and even the linesman and the on field ref very clear engagement look i spotted this this is what i'm thinking i'm thinking this is the recommended let's check for the tmo etc even with cricket you know i mean it's very very clear so yeah, you know, it is frustrating, but it's never going to get better if the majority of the, PR, the the Premier League teams don't call it up. So, you know, suck it. <laughs> and it isn't this bad in the other leagues. And and frankly, yeah. on, a, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night, we watch we watch the Champions League. I'm still not there to watching Thursday nights, guys. I really am not there. Um, <laughs> but I watch it on Tuesday and a Wednesday night, and I really, I mean, the VAR decisions are, are not that shocking. So I don't know how it can be that poor in the Premier League. Um, I mean, even Michael Oliver um, in the week that followed Arsenal Arsenal City, um, obviously a subjective call. That was two subjective calls of Kovacic's, both reds for me. Personally, again, subjective. Personally, I appreciated the fact that he wanted to keep it 11 versus 11. But then where's the mm. consistency? But yeah. even if you take all of that out of it, if we just go to the to the actual factual calls, if we're not going to call factual calls, bring it back or whatever, then I, I can't get invested in this game anymore. Then I prefer to go to cricket and do okay or tennis and it's okay and be done with it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, just kind of losing the losing the love for the game at the moment, slowly but surely. It's 
it's frustrating, I think, because back in the day, we'd be so outraged with, with these calls, but that was down to human error. That was down to linesmen being afraid of Fergie, but also just making mistakes, refs <laughs> making weird weird calls. And we'd, we'd accept it because we understood there's, there's human error in, in everything. But now we have a system that was implemented to make it better, to counteract all the bad decisions, and it gets worse. And it's it's really just becoming more of a spectacle. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's tough to watch because even when you watch midweek and when you watch other leagues, all of the decisions are wrapped up quickly. And all of the all of the decisions never have to be dragged out and made into such a complex thing. It's like they have this clear, efficient way. And I think even this week, if we were if you're a rugby fan, you, you would have seen there were a few potential calls that were referred to like TMO and they they literally, like you say, they talk it through so quickly and they're like, okay, so this is what I'm checking for. Now that I've checked that, I'm now moving on to this. This is what I, okay, happy with the on-field and that's how it goes. And it's, I think everybody appreciates that system. Um, yeah, it's going to be unfortunate and it's not going to be the end of this. There's going to be more yeah. dubious calls. And, and, and frankly, Jason, like, if I'm very honest, and I mean, I know we're on a football show now, but let's be honest here. Like, football's not a very complex sport. It actually has very few rules. Rugby yeah. and, and, and cricket, for example, has a, has a ton yeah. of rules. I mean, as, as a previous cricketer, like, it has a lot more rules. It's a far more complex sport. Um, for them to make decisions as quickly as they, as they do is yeah. also just indication as to how well the referees maybe know the game. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. So... Maybe it's also a lack of understanding of the of the game, which I think is what a lot of the pundits are also saying, and maybe a lot yeah. of what we as fans are saying. It's like, how well do the referees actually know the game and know the rules yeah. to apply it? Because in those two sports, right, there's also a lot more risk that the players can get injured really badly, right? Yeah. So, so you would think that there would be a lot more rules. So you kind of really need to know the rules quite well and, be able to, and the fact that they can then execute decisions really quickly like makes me think that there's actually just fundamentally an issue in the Premier League, in the sport itself. And unless we start calling these things out, it's not going to get better. And like I said, I don't think it's going to get better based on everyone's reaction. You know, that we just, Liverpool and the club was all whiny, that everyone was just whiny. I saw on uh, the True Geordie, that kickoff podcast, they spoke about it again this week. And basically the consensus was it's fine it'll all even itself out over the season so on that basis cool thanks guys um show it all i'm sure it will i'll be very happy when city win i don't think you're watching the right the the the, the right sources and things like that i think your 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 algorithm is forcing you into certain things because um i i felt like it was like even for me obviously as an opposition in that game I switched it off at half time. I, I think I told the guys this on the Yeah, previous yeah, hundred percent. I, I saw that. I, I switched it off. I mean, yeah. that was ridiculous. Like, and I, I like the fact that I even said I like the fact that Liverpool went after, like they they tried to get something without that statement. Going. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. the statement. They tried to, um, but I don't think that there's the problem is that short of calling it a dictatorship, there's nothing that we can do against these. The PG I, d- I disagree. The I disagree, right? Because what, the Premier League, the years. Premier League is the twenty clubs. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically a, a, a it's it's basically the twenty clubs constitute the Premier League. The Premier League appoint the PGMOL, right? That's that's okay. essentially how it works. So if, if fourteen clubs 
vote to remove the PGMOL. It has to stand. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but then how? I mean, what, it's, what, it's what, not, really, I mean, really, that really So that, really so then you go back to uh, something without ball. Then we just go back and play without ball. I'm not saying it's different. I'm not saying that. I'm saying potentially that crap that they added Qatar. I mean, I didn't watch much of the World Cup. But that automatic offside that we've had in FIFA since 2006, right? FIFA yeah. 206, automatic offsides that they had yeah. in the Qatar World Cup. Why did they vote against that? Right? Why did they vote against that in May? Because they need to fill the room at Stockley Park, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Why did... Why did so tell, tell me, why did 11 clubs vote against that? Do we why even know where the 11 clubs are? Uh, I don't think I think we, yeah, we, we could probably take a gander as to who that 11 is. Hey, it's, mean, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's open. I mean, it's out there. We know which 11 clubs vote for. I mean, it'd be very obvious. The guys who benefit the most from, from ball. No? I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not rocket science. I would do. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. But I mean, which club has benefited? Like, they, they have these vast scorecards, right? Like, at the end of the season. Like, which clubs have benefited the most from VAR? And I was thinking the other day, but which clubs have really benefited the most from VAR? Like, because now that people are like, okay, so these clubs have gotten the apologies. But then, okay, so mm-hmm. Arsenal got the apology and lost and got you know, lost by five points, or lost the league by five points. So, actually, didn't Manchester City benefit the most from VAR last season? You know, so, like, I don't know if those VAR scorecards are actually all that accurate. But, anyway, enough about VAR, guys. VAR's boring. VAR's yet. There's nothing we're going to do about it. It's not going to... I'm just not sure it's... We we have to live with it. We have to live with it. But, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. The goal line technology has definitely improved our game. This, we, we can't yeah. we can't dispute that. Except that is definitely game, improved. Yeah. That that's definitely improved our game. But I mean, how many times have we dispute goal line goal line goals <laughs> nowadays? Jeez, I don't know. Anyway, I think it's maybe a, like a like a basic English issue. Also, like the way that they speak, it's it makes no like when you listen like we like we were saying earlier when we listen to the, the rugby people. And their conversation with the DMO and with the Dutch judges or the linesmen, it's so simple. They just use normal English. It's simple. You have a conversation. Yeah. You're like, look, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Can you advise me on this? This is like check complete. This is oh, offside tagging on my shirt, tagging on my shirt. What, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> just, just they like out doing there. live commentary while it's yeah. happening. Like, what yeah, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a circus, guys. It's a circus. If the head of Pogmall was first Mike Dean and now it's Howard Webb, I don't know, man. We we need to. Maybe it must be. Can't even be run by fans, but yo, that's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah my, favorite, my, my favorite video was that Mike Dean versus that other chump. That from was ridiculous. That Merson filler. It was insane. Oh, yeah. And oh. I was literally like, yeah. Mike Dean was like, yeah, and. Well, if he had made that call, we wouldn't have seen that referee ref in the league again. I was like, yeah, that's, so that's exactly what we want. <laughs> that exactly the, the outcome that, that, that everybody wanted. That interaction was so heated. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> All my team kept saying was, that was the law. That's the law. That's the law. But it's the law. That's the law. Yeah. It's like, the law. 
I saw someone tweet, I don't know, like one of the Liverpool like fan accounts or something tweeted that like Curtis Jones's red uh, like suspension is longer than Darren England the VAR. <laughs> he literally yeah. got a longer suspension than the yeah. VAR referee for that cock up. I was like, wow. Well done. Imagine that. <laughs> I literally great. like heard someone worse playing Pedal on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. We digress. No, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for everybody watching and listening, that's how Nikita feels about VAR. Um, and that's been the start of the season. <laughs> it's been surrounded by a few contentious decisions, some good wins, and some up and down performances, which I think for the first eight games we'll we'll take it. Right. The the league's not won in the first eight games, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, looking forward, we've got a very juicy weekend in terms of fixtures. We start off with a nice Liverpool Everton, Merseyside Derby, which I think, yeah, in previous years, maybe it was more exciting. And, you know, Everton pick up form just before, but then they come up against Liverpool and it's like, it's very cagey, very physical, but then Liverpool always prevail. Um, we then go to Man City Brighton. We've got Arsenal Chelsea. Um, so to start, we can go with uh, Liverpool Everton AF. As a neutral, I mean, it's a busy Saturday for sport because I think Proteus start against England, then it's all the football, then it's the rugby. Um, what are your thoughts going towards that first kickoff game, uh, that lunchtime kickoff? If I'm not mistaken, it's at Anfield. Um, yeah, what are we feeling? Everton obviously picked up a good few yeah. results recently. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to, I was just going to say now it's it's at Anfield, so. It's it's tough to to see Everton walk away with anything over there. Um, they, I I saw the highlights of the the game against Bournemouth. Um, they they looked quite good. Um, Dukure looked like he was pulling the strings all over the show over there. James Garner, ex United player, um, looks to finally uh, find find his place if I can put it like that in yeah. in that Everton Aww. team. Um, so it's. It's not like it's uh, like headline names that's going to try and make a difference. Uh, they lost their guy Anthony Gordon to, to Newcastle. So, um, I, I, who, who's the other wingers uh, currently? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think Jack Harrison, <laughs> maybe. To be honest, Jack Harrison, yeah. Jack Harrison, Dwight McNeil. Um, Dwight McNeil's looked like very much below par this season. Um, I don't <laughs> you know. Can be low before they sign me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what um what, what's that manager Sean Dyche. Like I, I don't yeah. know if there's some sort of miscommunication there between them uh, compared to what they used to have. But uh, yeah, I think um, players like Tukura and 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 Jim, Jimmy Garner, I think they can do something in the midfield. The Liverpool team. I, I don't I don't see any way Everton can get past them. Nikita mentioned Shabazzlai. He's looked really good in the in the heart of that midfield. Um Mo Salah will will continue his scoring and assisting, uh, especially he knows that I have him in my FPL team, so he's gonna come through for me, uh, assist me with those points as as he always does. Uh the one thing that I'm going to and we we Shine a spotlight on this every single time is Trent Alexander Arnold coming into that inverted role. Um, 
exposing exposing Granate, exposing uh, Joe Gomez, exposing Joel Matip, whoever's on that right-sided uh, side, side of the defense. Um, I, I think that might be the one pain point um, that Everton might might look at and think of think of okay maybe we have an in over here, but uh, I I don't I don't think Everton fans should be as optimistic about this, especially at at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. Um, yeah, just before we we go to Nikita, saw she pulled that face there when he talked about Trent, and I know she will defend the man, but. Um, Riaz, what what are your thoughts? Do you, do you echo AF's sentiments about Everton not being able to get anything there, Anfield? Yeah, pretty much. I think it'll be a miracle if they pull something out of the bag. I think that uh, Liverpool are way too strong. And we've, yeah, we've Nikita alluded to the, the ups and the downs of the Liverpool team, but I actually think they've had a really good season so far. Like, really, really good. I think they've played really well. And um, as, as to, oh, to do with Trent, I obviously make no... Um, <laughs> I really don't like him at all, um, <laughs> especially in the inverted role. Just, just um, come right at the end, say it, don't you? I've, I've said yeah. it many times. I, I'll, I, you know, but but but, I, I, but like as as I say it now, this weekend it will work out, and you'll have an all-star performance in the midfield. Yeah, the I think and, what you say, you know, Pedro Porro over Trent Alexander. No, so no, 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 no. Don't say that. Um, Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Liverpool <laughs> is not better than Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'll put that out there immediately. Trent is a great player. I just, like I keep saying, as I have also said, I think that the positives don't outweigh the negatives. And leaving your back three exposed like that is not to my liking. I would, I, I, I like him. I, I would play him on the right back. Definitely. Start him at the right back. Don't let him come anywhere near my midfield. Not anywhere near my midfield. Keep him out of there. I know it's necessary because McAllister is not playing in his is in his proper position, so he needs help in the midfield, and that's how Trent comes in there and he helps out. Um, but yeah, uh, enough about that. I think that Lopo will destroy Everton. I think four or five goals minimum. Um, okay. I think Salah will have a field there. Mm. I think Luis Diaz will finally have some more happiness. Not just one goal here or there. I think he's an amazing player. Uh, and I think that um, it's a will Boston midfield, as you said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's four or five maximum. I mean, minimum, sorry. And um, <laughs> no one from Everton really stands a chance. Like, they, they spoke about uh, Calvert-Lewin coming back as, like, the second coming of Jesus. I don't know what's happening there. Uh, he's, he, he scored in some one of the games, I think. And now everybody's going crazy about how he's going to save Everton, keep them up this season. Just... Take the loss and move on. Go to the Premiership or the Championship next season and be happy with yourselves. I can't deal with it. Those are yo that monologue. I had a few bold statements. <laughs> 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 um, I'm gonna clip so yeah. many of these. Yo, oh, yeah, these are there's and, some clips here. Yeah, these are real. Yeah, yeah, and then I think at, at the end of the season, if we were to do a review, we need to just do the ten most controversial statements and six out of the ten criteria. Seven of them are like from Yeah. Like yeah. Um, okay, Peter. Yeah. So we've spoken about Liverpool on the spot when when you hadn't featured, and we were talking about how the front line seems to be firing. Um, in the sense that if you put any three in that front. They, it brings a bit of unpredictability that teams can't really handle. Um, I think it's both a good and a bad thing. Um, we spoke about Liverpool's midfield. That I think we you haven't replaced 
Fabinho in the truest sense. And I think Fabinho was was missing last season already. Legs might have just gotten <laughs> yeah, to him and that that showed. Um yeah, what are your thoughts? Not just evidence game now. I mean, firstly that, but yeah, do you think that this midfield and front line can push you guys over when Robbo's out now? I think there's a few issues that you have in that in that back line. Is it just gonna be middle and front that's gonna push you over? Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do. I mean, between now and like the in the between now and Jan, you've got like five five hundred and fifty three games. I mean, mm. what is it? Give or take, yeah, yeah. Give or yeah. take four or five games. Um, so yeah, you we just have to push through now, right? And I mean, we don't exactly have like the fittest centre backs ever. You know? <laughs> yeah, I reckon at some point this season we might have to field ten players and Virgil. Will, we we're just preparing three at the back with Virgil, the only okay centre back. Um, so yeah, uh, frankly, we'll just have to push through. I reckon we'll probably sign Andre from. Um, Weber, I think it's Luminese. Um, looks like that's on the cards. I know Arsenal, you guys are off him as well. Yeah. Seems like it in the race, but I mean, I think we'll, we'll need to target a probably settled in uh, defensive midfielder come January to really just slot in there because McAllister is an exceptional, I think we can all agree, he's an exceptional midfielder. And I think, I mean, I watched a little bit of Argentina this week and when he plays as a 10... <laughs> He's a 10, right? Like, he's a legitimate 10. Like, he's exceptional. Yeah. So, I think it's it's been a bit of a disservice to him this week, playing him, you know, I, I mean, this, this season, playing him out of out of uh, position, playing him as a six of all places. And he's really looked quite uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we're just going to have to hold on. And, I mean, we've got some tough fixtures. We've got a decent round of games now in November, up until the next international break. But, I mean, thereafter, it's like, I mean, we come back again, and then surprise, we play another Yeah, again. What a shock! Mm -hmm. I wonder if the the Premier League like us. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've just got to hold on. I mean, Timika's probably now a left back for the foreseeable future, probably six weeks with that shoulder to sort itself if it doesn't need surgery. Um, and yeah, hold on. But to your guys' point. Against these mono teams where, you know, you know you're really going to boss and stretch them, I don't really see the point of, of Trent as an inverted midfielder. You don't need four in midfield when you know you're going to overrun them anyway. So, that I understood it last year when we didn't really have midfielders. I totally got it then. But, I mean, now we do. We have really good quality midfielders. Trent needs to stay out wide and give the protection because... We all know he's, he's not the strongest defend, defender. So, I mean, I think the more he stays out there, the better he needs to start smelling that touchline and, and yeah. stay out there. And he has, he's a generational talent. Like I don't disagree. I just don't want to be in the middle. I don't disagree. He's David Beckham. I don't disagree. I just want him in the middle. Okay. Okay, it likes to select Harry Maguire. <laughs> like, legitimately. Yo. Southgate and his team selections is all other Calvin part. Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. I was like Calvin Phillips guy. Jordan Henderson, actually. Jordan Henderson, Harry Maguire, and Calvin Phillips. I don't know if they have nudes of that guy. Jordan oh. Pickford. Jordan Pickford. Pickford is the best keeper in the league. Come on. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> yes. He is the best pick for he is the best keeper with the shortest arms in the league. I agree. 
if there was ever a competition, yeah, I would agree with that statement, hundred percent. Can we just, can we just uh, take, take a moment to to admire though, like the best player in the world, Jude Bellingham. Like he is ridiculously Phenomenal. talented. Phenomenal. I don't. I can't. I cannot correlate. I was like, I've never been so like calm about a player not coming to Liverpool. I was like. It would literally be like Steven Gerrard all over again. It would be like, you are too That's good fair. to be in this team. <laughs> That's fair. It would be like, how now? <laughs> just be a Galactica. Yeah. He's too good. It would have forced him into a six. <laughs> yeah, he would have just, played just it right Imagine, <laughs> imagine a, a, a timeline or imagine a world where Jamal Musiala chose to play for England and him and Jude were running that midfield together. Well, no, he would have been well, running in midfield. Yeah, Calvin Phillips starts regardless of Yeah, you. 100% Calvin Phillips starts and Jude Bellingham is still playing in front of Harry Maguire like, and Jordan Pickford. Like, I mean, we still live in this world. It's 2023. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still here. Also, I don't understand how Harry Kane doesn't go and have a word. I know, I know no one can understand what he's saying, but I like, can <laughs> write it down. In Germany, they probably do now. It probably sounds like German to them. So yeah. true. I am. Maybe you were speaking German before. Yeah. And then no. Was no. It was written for him already. He was just speaking German the whole time. Ronnie, you want to sound. You guys. guys nah, for sure. Nah, you guys are that meme. That, that meme. That that um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. And I mean, we, we, we could definitely do something and we look at England and what their possible best 11 would be. But I mean, if Musiala was still eligible for, for England national team. He'd probably be playing under 21. Absolutely. <laughs> he not, is he uh, not? Yeah. I mean, well, Laporte could just change. Laporte just changed. So, I think the rule is you you can't play more than three friendlies or something for the, for the national team. Yeah. And I think yeah. at that point, like, Laporte only played, like, one game for France. But how is that possible? I mean, he was how old? And he had only played, like, one game for France? He was getting ignored every single time. That's that why he I mean, he had won like 17 Premier Leagues with City at that <laughs> Yeah. In a space yeah. of four seasons, he had about 17. And... 17 Premier Leagues and 35 League Cups. I mean, come on, do the maths, guys. Nah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody can nah, ever take that title it. away from City. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's let's not open that city can of worms now as well. Okay, so now let's uh yeah, I think let's move on to my team's game, okay? Because I think um I know how much Nikita loves talking about Arsenal. Um and Chelsea. So two of our favorite teams outside of Loves it, absolutely loves it. Um, Yeah, so Chelsea, I don't know, they they seem to be playing well, but results aren't going their way. And I think recently they've actually been getting a few Wins. Um, it they've, seems like no, no, no. I flip what you said. They've been getting a few wins, but they're still playing poorly. I think yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was still trying to paint it nicely for all of the all of the Chelsea fans so that were like, "Don't lose subscribers," but maybe it might be for the best. Um, I've really lost yeah. the Everton fans. Yeah. <laughs> what and Everton fans? Yeah. There's one guy and it's Jordan Pickford and it's okay. Don't worry. If we were to lose him, then, then that's okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, so London Derby. 
what I think used to be a bit of a big game. Now it seems like a bit of a meh. Um, we'll skip other teams have been playing. Let's just try and jump into maybe a score prediction. Um, so, yeah, from from my side, I'm going to say I think it's going to be an Arsenal win. I think it's going to be like 2-1. I think Chelsea have something in them that could possibly score in Arsenal. Or a bit shaky, although on the road we do do a bit better. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal. And that's solely because I think Martinelli's back and he loves a game against Chelsea. Um, Nikita, what are your thoughts? I know in your family you have a Chelsea supporter or two. What is your what is your prediction? Is Saka out? Saka could be. I think it's very touch and go. Um, depending on how much jollof rice he eats for the week, I think that could be secret. Okay. Okay. So if Saka, cool. But if Saka's out, then I'm gonna go six 0 Arsenal. <laughs> As opposed okay. to the team, yeah, I would have I'd love I was going to go 7-0 Arsenal if Saka was in. So I'm going 6-0 Arsenal. Chelsea okay. are shite. My biggest disappointment of Liverpool season so far is that we did not take all three points at home at Stamford Bridge. Mm. This is the first game of the season you're allowed, man. You're allowed. Yeah, let's... Man, let's nah, yeah. they trash, man. They trash. They trash. Arsenal must kill them. Kill them. They are trash on that small pitch. They must ruin them. Six no. Standing by it. Six no. Okay, Nikita's got six no. Uh, AF, what do you have? <laughs> I'm gonna Five? go with a with a three one Arsenal, and okay. the it's gonna be two goals from um, a man called Kai Havertz. No oh, man. You know, uh, off okay. off the back off the back of that brand new long term Puma deal that he just signed, his boots Wait were the problem us. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Those humor boots are going to make him fly, guys. You're going to see. I think I will love it. I think I will love it. And go into a springboard game after that on a high. <laughs> Yo, I think I'm going to be a bit of a menace. <laughs> I'm going to be a bit of a menace. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, 3-1, fair. So we've, I, I, I think it's somewhat even. I mean, we have an outlier with a 6-0, but okay. Just if uh, I have, it is not a one of my scorers, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Six and old Kai Abbott gets subbed in the 59th minute. And then all of the goals start raining in. Um Riaz, what what are your thoughts? Uh I like the, the symmetry of the, the Chelsea Arsenal uh high Abbott's uh goals. I just don't think that he knows how to find the net at all. Mm. Um yeah. but I think that Arsenal also I, I, I will agree with the scoreline. I will go with three one. In fact, Actually, yeah, let's go 3-1. Just because Chelsea are they are playing a little bit better. They're still not great, but they are playing a little better than they used to. Um, I think that if if they show up, it will be a good game at least to watch. Yeah. But Arsenal are way too good at the moment. Without Saka, it might be give or take a goal or two maybe. But because Martin is back, I think that they will be really, really good on the attack. And I don't think Chelsea's defense can cope with that, really. So the, the one to watch, I think, for Chelsea will be, of course, uh, Fernandez and Sterling. Because Sterling seems to somehow want to find his way into a Southgate's bed again, but he just keep, gets keep uh, pushing back out. Um, so I think that, yeah, Fernandez, Phillips. Fernandez yeah, and, uh, and Sterling 
Um, so if they have a good game, I think it'll be good. But I think Chelsea are still missing that number nine. The, the striker could score them some goals. And I don't think that Havertz will start because, let's face it, he's not good enough to start in the Arsenal team. But if he comes on, maybe he gets a goal here or there. I'll be sad if he does. But uh, it'll be good symmetry. So that will make me, my OCD a little bit happy. So 3 1 Arsenal. Let's go. Um, at least James is back as well, right? Ooh, no, really isn't he injured again? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was, I was literally reading because I was, I was thinking that, um, I think he had said that that he was going to be back and stuff like that. And now I, I was just reading that that he got yeah, injured in my he's, out for like yeah, ten days. He's, yeah, he's training. He trained on grass yeah, and man. then he got allergic to the grass. And, yeah, yeah, something like that. I think it was too yeah. close <laughs> to the ball or so. Um, yeah, he rolled he over the ball. Yeah, he just did and that, and then he rolled his ankle. Um, I think Sterling actually got the red card for it. VAR gave Sterling a red card in training. <laughs> in all seriousness, what what do we think about Le- Nicholas Jackson though? I think he had potential. Like, looks like yeah. what Torres looked like when he signed from Liverpool. Oh, that's mm. a good comparison. I like that. But I think yeah, like he has a lot more potential. He's just yeah, doing all of the hard work and just failing to actually put it away. Um, looks exactly like that. It looks exactly like the the tappings and stuff that he's missing. It looks exactly like what Torres did. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, and we know he can score. Like we've seen him all like, you know, do it. So and yeah. and do it really well. Like be a real match and looks like when we've seen him do it, he looks like a very natural goal scorer. Like, very similar yeah. to Torres. Not similar to Torres. No one really even, like, I'm not no one ever, but Torres was, like, very natural. But now yeah. he just looks like someone, like Samson, like someone cut his ear or something, and now he's got bad mm. jokes. All of the power's gone. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting because when, when you look at him, I think he, he does lots of things well, but then when it comes to the key thing, he he just falters. And I think when I watched the first game of the season against Liverpool, he, he looked very lively. And I think that was it was probably only like the second or third time that I've seen him. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I watched him while he was at Villarreal. I've seen clips of him. And all you see in those clips are those finishes, you know. So it's never the, the overall game. And I was quite like impressed with how he was able to hold up the play and bring bring people in. But at the end of the day, as a striker, what you'll be judged on is if you can score goals. And I mean, teams have now evolved to have many different goal scorers and maybe it's not just only to score, but I think a big part of his game should be that he has to score. And I think maybe because Chelsea are not creating enough, I I, genuinely, I also don't watch lots of Chelsea because, I mean, yeah, yeah. snooze fest, even though it's a little better, you know? Um, yeah, so, okay. Interesting weekend of football and sport. Alike, um, yeah, I think that's what we're actually going to call we, it because we could get started on we, Man City and Brighton, but I think that might be another podcast on its own, just because I think it's going to be a very exciting game. I, 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 there, yeah, no, I, I don't think we should like preview another game. But what we didn't do is we didn't predict for the Merseyside derby. Ooh, I thought we had, yeah, I thought we had given our thoughts to it, but okay, score prediction. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool three 0 at home. That's my thing. I think Salah's going to star and not just assist. Okay. Hey, um, what you got there? I'm going with a with a Liverpool 4-1, um, mainly because 
Liverpool have been conceding silly goals all season. From the right losing hand side. Their, lo- losing, <laughs> <laughs> losing their clean sheets for, for silly He's moments. Injured, so uh, I think that's that's going to carry on this weekend again. They, they, they're going to win comfortably, but yeah, it's silly, silly goals that, that they've been conceding. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm so. gonna go six six no Liverpool. Okay, four 0 four 0 four 0 Liverpool. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go two one Liverpool, but down Ooh. to eight men. I like okay. that. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just need to clip that one as well, and we'll play that first thing Monday just, morning, and let's see whether just for the vibes. These <laughs> who's on, who's on VAR actually? Let me check who's on VAR for the Liverpool Everton. I think it's Darren England. I think he's just finished his dance. He's not, he's not riffing any of our games again this season. It's going to be one all to Everton until that 90th minute. Will uh, what's his name? Darwin is going to come on eight, eight men on the field, mm-hmm. and they're just going to put him through somehow. And he's going to score both goals in the 95th minute or something, <laughs> as Liverpool do when they down, down men. Let me check here. Is, I mean, Darwin had a decent game last night, though. I think, yeah, was it last night? Maybe, I think, got a golden assist against Brazil. So, he's... I think the thing with him, right, if he has a good game, don't start him on the bench. Just wind him up and just just let him run out. Um, I think to find out, oh, David Coote, the, the Manchester-born. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think... Craig, Craig Paulson on field. Oh, I don't understand this, guys. How Craig Paulson get this game? But not Michael. Look, Michael Oliver also had a hoot last, the last round. But I mean, Oliver's probably, probably at the, the, the Chelsea, Chelsea Arsenal game. No, I think it's actually Chris Kavanaugh that's, that's referring us. Who's, yeah. Oh, okay. You, you genuinely can't call one of them anymore <laughs> to say, look, yeah, this is the best. Because I had for, for a long yeah. period thought that Oliver was good, but... Oliver is yeah. good. Oliver is good. No, he's, Oliver is... A, look, yeah. the thing is, there's only one good ref in the whole league. That's, that's the reality. Anthony that's Taylor probably. is probably the second best, but he's... You know, he will have seven out of ten good games. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I don't rate Anthony, Anthony Taylor. Not at all. Know, but that's, but that's the thing. Like the standard is so low that like we're yeah. saying Anthony yeah. Taylor's a good rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you you actually can't rate anything because it's like the ceiling or the floor is like literally where they are <laughs> That's the elevator, <laughs> you know. They they can't go anywhere from there. Um yeah, so I just want to thank you guys for joining us again. Um socials, AF, let's start with you. Where can the people find you? I am at AF Parker six four two on all socials that is x instagram tiktok i don't don't know what other socials are they i don't know i think that's all of them um yeah yeah, uh i do not have a (laughs) handle for water yeah um yeah no um on on all socials uh just chatting footy cricket rugby currently um, and then, yeah, TV, movies, comic books as well. That's me. Sweet. 
Riaz, are you active on the socials? Uh, you know, I look at them. Are you like so so busy? Like don't have One of that lurkers in the background. Yeah, yeah, I'm basically <laughs> one of those. That's actually a perfect way to describe me. I'm just a lurker in the background. Um, on Twitter at Parker underscore Riaz, and you know, I just lurk and I chat about stuff. That's okay. me. and I like I, I like people's things, you know. That's that's what I do. Okay. I like people's things. Oh, okay. You supportive lurker. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> those are uh, ones you should really be afraid of. Those ones that support you but still lurk. Uh, Nikita, active on socials or yeah, you can find me on what I still call Twitter because I have still me not too. updated that app on my phone. You can oh. find me at Kita underscore 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 K. On Twitter, please find me there. I chat all things sport, cricket, rugby, soccer, football, uh, cricket, tennis, love it. Uh, and uh, similar to AF, we chat uh, all sorts of comics, movies, telly, engage, have a chat. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. On X at Jason underscore Ronnie. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. We are posting. TikToks now. We are trying to keep up with the kids. So, guys, please give us a like, please give us a follow. Um, as I mentioned at the start, this is episode 44. We're getting up. We're getting closer to that 50 mark where we hopefully are going to be having a few giveaways. So, please follow the socials. We'll be posting a few of those things coming soon. Um, yeah, all of the love and all the support is really appreciated. Thank you for the team for joining and thank you for the views. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the shares. Um, yeah, have a good weekend, guys. Peace.